Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. This week we're airing a message entitled, The Return of Jesus Christ. And in this week's message, the preacher is continuing through a series in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and he is now highlighting one of the great subjects in this book, which is the soon return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To the Christian, this thought is our hope and our joy. But it is also the reason we should be endeavoring to tell those around us that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior that time is of the essence. So we pray that today's message will be a blessing to you. If you would like to hear today's message again, or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Uh, Folks, until the Prince of Peace reigns and rules uh, from a throne in Jerusalem, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. And he says here, Nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. Pestilences are pandemics. And so we're seeing samples of these things as things gear up for the return of the Lord. So let's go back to chapter 3. Let's go back to chapter 3, and we see the return of Christ in regard to stability. He says, to the end, he may establish your hearts. An established heart. Folks, again, I think I think today more than ever. I've been saved since 1973. I've been preaching for 42 years. I've never seen a time where it's more important uh, for us to have our eyes on Christ. To have our hearts established in these great truths. No matter what happens with this pandemic. And uh, believe me, if anybody's not making light of the pandemic, it's me. You know, I had I had 13 days of fun isolation in the hospital where the only person that came in was somebody gowned up, shielded up, masked up, and with a needle in their hand. That's what I got to see for 13 days and 13 nights. So I'm not making light of it, but I'm just simply saying, folks, that God is still on the throne. And so regardless of pandemic, regardless of unrest in our big cities, regardless of the economy, regardless of the election... God is still on the throne, and Christ is still returning. Nothing's changed. And like I said, maybe it's perception. I I have to factor that in. Maybe it's perception. Maybe I, I perceived it that way as a young believer and a and a and a and, and and really a kid. Maybe I just perceived that Christians were more excited about the Lord's return. But we should be we should be the most excited generation of believers about the Lord's return because we're the closest to it. And so, folks, establish your heart in that truth because things around us are going to continue to shift. And I believe as we get closer to the Lord's return, it's going to be more, not less. I I wish I could stand here and give you good news. I I wish I could stand here and tell you that that, you know, the guy you want elected will get elected, and that this, this pant, there'll be a big strong hurricane wind that'll sweep through the whole world and get rid of this virus. And, uh, you know, our whole, our whole community, our whole society will open up again, and the economy will be great, and, uh, you know, we'll all be able to do what we want and all that other good stuff, 
and that uh, there won't be any un- more unrest in our big cities, and that won't spread. And uh, but I can't do that because I don't have a crystal ball, anyways. And the Bible just tells us that stuff's going to accelerate. So here's the deal. Here's the good news, and here's the bad news. The bad news is this stuff's going to accelerate. The good news is God told us ahead of time. Amen. And the even better news is that God is still on the throne and Christ is still coming back. So never has there been a a time where it's been more important for us to have our hearts, like Paul says in verse 13, established in light of that great truth. And then look at chapter 4. Look at chapter 4. And the Lord's return in regard to sorrow. In regard to sorrow. And of course, when we think of sorrow, what... uh, what what greater sorrow typically is there than the loss uh, of a loved one? And so Paul says in verse 13, But I would not have you, brethren, uh, uh, ignorant brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. So we're going to sorrow when we lose a loved one. I'll just, I probably, I shouldn't, I'm always telling on myself, aren't I? Maybe I should say this, maybe I shouldn't, but I'm going to say it anyways. So when I was in the hospital and things were the worst, and it was the last time I went into the hospital the first day, and uh, they got this, I'll just explain this thing to you, I won't, I'll try not to bore you, but anyways, it was just the, it was the worst time I was having, um, the oxygen you breathe is, is called a cannula, I don't know why they call it that, it's that little thing they shove in your nose, and the, the one you can bring home goes up to six liters. Well, then when you're in the hospital and you need more than six liters, they put you on the super cannula, which really sounds exciting. So they said, you're going to go on the super cannula. I thought, oh, boy, will I feel all tingly or what? And that goes from seven to 12 liters. And they add water. I guess that's why it's super. And uh, when they're blowing 12 liters up your nose, it feels like a hurricane. And uh, that night, they turned me up to 12 And then this doctor of internal medicine, I never saw him again. He was a young guy. He just came in. I think he was the ghost of darkness or something. Uh, The ghost of Christmas, you know, dreary or something. He just comes right in and he goes, if we need to intubate you, can we intubate you? And I thought, well, great. And I finally just said to him, I said, look, let's cross that bridge when we get there. And then he said, okay. And then he left. Nice guy. And all that meant is they had me as high up as they could have, you know, with that, without shoving the tube down my throat, throwing me on my stomach and hoping for the best. And that's what I was on the edge of. And so all that night, and long story short, by the time the morning came by, I went from 12 to 7. And things were starting to get better. So God was good. And by the way, that was because of your prayers. And the prayers of missionaries and their people and whoever else prayed for me. But that's why I went that way instead of the other way. Anyways, that night, you say, what did you, how did you sleep? <laughs> I didn't sleep at all. Besides, when you're in the hospital, they wake you up in the middle of the night to give you a sleeping pill. They're in your room every hour, I swear. The, like I said, the only people I seen were gowned up, gloved up, masked up. Some even had these little air circulator things on and their space helmet and a needle in their hand. You know, every hour, all night. And they keep saying, you need rest. 
Well, then tell everybody to get out of my room between 11 o'clock at night and 5 in the morning. So anyways, so what did you do that night? I didn't sleep. Good grief, I just got told they might intubate me. And uh, so what did I do? I got thinking, I got thinking about all the believers that I knew that have gone on to be with the Lord. And because, uh, you know, I mean, it, that was starting to get real to me. And I told, I told the Lord, make it fast. Make it fast. Amen. Amen. I, I'll tell you how I want to go. I want to go by the rapture. But my second alternative is go to sleep at night, have a massive heart attack in the middle of the night, and just go home. That's my second choice. So I talked to the Lord about that. And then I started to talk honestly. I, I'm serious, okay? I'm not, I'm not messing around. You know, I'm trying to be funny. I, I know some of it is. But, you know, you, you get pushed far enough, you, you deal with certain things. And uh, I came up with over 60 people that I, that I knew very well that are already up there. And I'm sure there were more. And it was a blessing just thinking about all those people. And I thought, well, there's, you know, there's, there's a lot more of them up here, up there, than there is down here. You know that, don't you? There's, there's more believers in heaven than there are on the earth right now. And so I just got thinking about all that. But uh, Paul says here, if you look at chapter 4, he addresses this. That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. And I know that'd be, I know that'd be rough on my wife. But I, I told her the other day, I said, you know, if God gives me a choice to have to go slow and painful and uh, make it easy on everybody else, or just go like that in my sleep, I said, I, I ain't going to hesitate about my, the choice I make. But it's hard, and we sorrow, but we don't have sorrow as others which have what? No hope. We have hope. And I got thinking of those 60-something people, and probably more, and I thought, I'm going to get to see them again. I'm going to get to talk to them again. I'm going to get to fellowship with them again. Uh, I'll probably ask one of them to show me around, huh? Some have been up there for a while. And so, uh, we have hope. And then he says, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, The Return of Jesus Christ, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. And in this week's lessons, we have been taken through the Bible and shown that at any time, during any day, Jesus Christ could call His saints home to be with Him. There is no greater news to the Christian, but to those who aren't Christians, the good news is that there is still time if you are listening right now. So if you don't know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior, then we encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and we will gladly help in any way we can. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the broadcast, if you would like to hear this or other messages by Pastor DeMichael, 
feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also visit our YouTube page or follow us on Facebook for more information. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services, which begin with Sunday school at 9.30, followed by the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45, and of course, all of the services have fully staffed nurseries available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and college age groups. And don't forget our Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock, which has the Master's Club program during the school year for the kids, and a Bible study at the same time for the adults over in the main auditorium. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you.